Hi there, listeners. Welcome back to Forgotten Events. I'm your host, Katie. This story is about Jim Sullivan, an American singer-songwriter and guitarist, and I think a fabulous guitarist, who went on to release two albums before he disappeared without any trace. This is a story of the missing musician. James Anthony Sullivan was born August 13th in 1940. And there really isn't a death date for James, although many believe he is deceased, because his disappearance has never been solved. Sullivan grew up near San Diego, California, where his Irish-American parents had moved from Nebraska to work in the defense industry. Jim played football in high school and was the school's quarterback. According to self-written sleeve notes on his first LP, he, quote, grew up in a government housing project with a bunch of other Okies and Arkies, end quote, and decided to play music after listening to area blues groups. Jim would marry and go on to play guitar in a local rock band, The Survivors which I find ironic given the story. His sister-in-law, Kathy Doran, would be part of the group. He and a friend later bought a bar near their college, but it was a money pit, and in 1968, he moved with his wife, Barbara, and young son to the Los Angeles area. Sullivan wrote songs and performed in increasingly prestigious clubs in the Los Angeles area while his wife worked for Capitol Records. In particular, he became established at the Raft Club in Malibu, where he became friends with Hollywood figures including Harry Dean Stanton, Lee Majors, and Lee Marvin. He appeared as an extra in the movie Easy Rider, you know, with Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, all the greats, and performed on the Jose Feliciano television show. His friends contributed the funding that allowed him to record an album of his songs with leading Los Angeles session musicians, keyboard player Don Randy, who was part of Quest and the Don Randy Trio, drummer Earl Palmer, one of the inventors of rock and roll, and one of my favorites, and bass player Jimmy Bond, who was also the record's arranger and co-record producer. After Capitol Records turned down the opportunity to release the recordings, it was issued by Sullivan's friend Al Dobbs on a small record label, Monty a label he set up just for that purpose. The album UFO was released in 1969 and featured Sullivan's songs in a style of 
folk, rock, and country that has been compared with Fred Neal, Tim Harden, Gene Clark, Joe South, with arrangements in the style of David Axelrod. In 1970, Century City Records remixed and reissued the album. The track Rosie was issued as a single, but they made little impact in 1970. In 1972, Sullivan recorded a second album, Jim Sullivan, arranged by Jim Hugart, produced by Lee Birch, and released by Playboy Records, Mr. Hugh Hefner himself. Unfortunately, the record was not a success. As Sullivan increasingly turned to alcohol and his marriage began to disintegrate, he decided in 1975 to take a trip to Nashville, hoping to find some sort of success. His sister-in-law, Kathy Duran, was already there working as a singer and songwriter. Sullivan left Los Angeles on March 4th in 1975, headed to Nashville in his Volkswagen Beetle. He was taking this trip solo. Unfortunately, he never arrived in Music City. Sullivan just vanished into thin air without leaving any trace and was last seen in the desert of the Southwest. His disappearance baffled many people as if it were mysterious as any UFO story. The day after he left, he checked into the La Mesa Motel in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. On his way, he encountered a state trooper who warned him about his driving. Later reports suggest that he did not sleep at the motel for whatever reason. He checked in. He left his card behind. It appears he just didn't sleep there. It was discovered that he did buy vodka that day at the town store. He was seen the following day, about 26 miles away from the motel, at a remote ranch owned by the Janitti family. His car was later found abandoned at the ranch, and he was reportedly last seen just walking away from it. It's not clear as to whether Jim had any contact with the ranch owners or their employees. But when his car was found, it contained his money, papers, clothes, a box of his unsold records, and his guitar. Musicians do not walk away without their instrument. If my guitar-loving playing brother is listening to this episode right now, he probably fainted at this point. Sullivan was never seen again, and reports have inconsistently attributed his disappearance to being one of being murdered, becoming disoriented and lost, or given the title of his first album, an alien abduction. The search parties just failed to find any trace of him. A decomposed body resembling Sullivan 
would later be found in a remote area several miles away, but in the end was determined not to be his. Sullivan's records, especially UFO, developed a cult-like following in later years, partly because of their rarity and obscurity. In 2010, Matt Sullivan, no relation to Jim, the founder of Light in the Attic Records, decided to reissue UFO and made some serious attempts to uncover the mystery of Sullivan's disappearance, interviewing many of those who knew him and those involved in his recordings. Accompanied by filmmakers Jennifer Moss and Mel Eslin, Matt Sullivan traveled the country searching for some trace of Jim. Session musicians Don Randy and Jimmy Bond were questioned, but interestingly, hardly remembered Jim Sullivan. The original album executive producer, Al Dobbs, managed to keep some of the old contracts as collections. You know, the original album cover photo and a picture of the singer walking in the California desert. But no one can give any details as to why he would just vanish. No one had a clue. And the album was issued on CD in 2011. And a new collection of previously unreleased demos by Sullivan, If the Evening Were Dawn, was released in 2019 by Light in the Attic Records. And I just love the guitar playing in this song. You should find it on YouTube and listen to it. One does not simply walk away from his home, from his child, from his life, or from his music. Or does one? 